Morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, February fifth, twenty twenty-one. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, let's get to the big news earlier this week. Matt Barnes promoted from special teams coordinator slash assistant defensive backs coach to secondary coach. He will now be running the secondary. And Parker Fleming promoted from quality control coach to special teams coordinator. That fills the, the void of Greg Madison retiring. A lot of Buckeye fans aren't necessarily happy about promoting from within. What are your thoughts? Yeah, to me, I, I think it's a, it's a big risk for Ryan Day. I, I truly believe Ryan Day has earned enough uh, cachet within the fan base to make his decisions and, and giving him a little bit of time to see how it plays out, considering he's pretty much hit it out of the ballpark with the the promotion from within with Brian Hartline and Corey Dennis. So those two have played out extremely well. I, I truly believe this is a very risky move. I, I understand that right now on, on that side of the football, they want to continue what they're doing as far as the continuity. Because if you look at the defensive side of the football, it's been churning out uh, coaches, you know, for several years now, especially defensive coordinators because you had Greg Schiano over there and you had uh you know Halfley come in and Kerry Cohn so just trying to keep the familiar faces intact I can understand that logic the people who are very skeptical and cautiously optimistic have has every right to do so considering the past defense was at the back end of all of college football and you didn't bring in a veteran mind to replace Greg Madison, you elevated a quality control coach. So you're taking a $1 million paid assistant and replacing him, replacing him internally with a quality control coach. So those people who are concerned and, and the people who are cautiously optimistic, I don't blame you because the clock is now starting on Kerry Combs. It's his entire defense. Basically, uh, you know, with Matt Barnes, we don't really know what we have in him as far as a coach because he was uh, an assistant to the DBs and the special teams coordinator. So it's very hard to judge someone's impact if they're doing well on special teams as long as, you know, they're not making blunders and costing the team games or yards or penalties. So I'm in the, I'm in the wait and see mode when it comes to Matt Barnes because if you look at his resume, he hasn't really coached defensive backs. And, and another reason why I say it's somewhat of a, a risky move is because at the end of the day, this is Ohio State. I know people look at Alabama as the measuring stick where they replace assistant coaches with former NFL head coaches. And basically they call it the Nick Saban rehab program because any coach who goes into a role within his program that's a position coach, typically within two to three years, those guys have performed to a level to where they're looking at other head coaching positions. So you have to ask yourself, are we going step for step 
you know, blow for blow with Alabama with these coaching hires. To me, I don't know. I, I'm going to take the wait and see approach and see how it plays out. It's hard to beat what Nick Saban's doing where he's on a vacancy on his offensive line coaching job and, and he hires Doug Marone, uh, NFL head coach, who was in the uh, AFC championship game with the Jaguars, I think three years ago. And he's now the O-line coach for Alabama. I mean, it's incredible what Saban does. Um, yeah. That's just not Ryan Day's style, though, and um, I'm with you. I'm, I uh, I trust Ryan Day, and I will trust him till he gives me a reason not to. This will be a uh, a prove it or uh, shut up type of year, um, you know, for the defense. If I, I do think he'll make wholesale changes uh, if the yeah. defense doesn't improve. One thing I do like about Barnes, he's only 34 years old. Um, you know, he was basically was Maryland's defensive coordinator at the age of 31 after Durkin got fired. Barnes didn't have the title, but he was basically calling. Maryland's defense that entire year so I'm sure he has a bad uh, rem bad memories of Dwayne Haskins over there in College Park tearing them up but young dude uh 34 years old I guess the one thing I would say is you know uh, Ryan Day's worked with him closely for two years and it seems like from you know listen to what Ryan Day says he sees something in, in Matt Barnes so I think you know age of 34 has experience you know at least calling a defense at the Big Ten level we'll see I'm with you I'm a wait and see mode I'm not going to criticize this move but it's a you know they got to prove it this fall Absolutely. And if you, you know, venture over to our message boards, you're, you're going to have the, the people who are very uh, skeptical, considering that their past passing defense this past year was not not up to standards. And you're going to have another population on on the fans message boards who are going to blindly support the program and carry cones, which is OK, which is fine. Um, but it's a proven year. And to me, I, Kerry Combs has done tremendous things for this program. I hope more than anything that he gets this defense turned around and the silver bullets are back flying and this is a top 10 defense. But at the end of the day, this is a result-driven business. If he cannot get the job done, and the, the one caveat that a lot of people like to, to say is, will give him a full offseason because of COVID. Things were out of whack. They had to start. They had to stop. Um, but you can make that same argument about every program. Well, he was a first-time defense coordinator, and he didn't get a full spring practice. So that's why I'm going to go into this saying, all right, Kerry, the time is now for you to show that you deserve to be calling the defense at Ohio State. You're going to get a spring ball. Heck, Ryan Day even said that they may even have two spring games considering the, the missed uh, time that they have for their quarterbacks. And if that's the case, there's going to be ample opportunity for Kerry Combs to really hone in on what he wants to do schematically, what he wants to do fundamental-wise, and it's going to be up to Matt Barnes to really drive it home. And if anyone listened to the Ryan Day show this week you know, on National Signing Day, he said the run defense was excellent, and he gave credit to Al Washington and Larry Johnson. Now, this is this is the argument that I will make. If you're going to blame COVID and the lack of playing time and the lack of reps on the passing defense, but you also want to give them credit for the run defense, but what well, the run defense it performed extremely well with the same circumstances. So to me, it's, it's just you have to perform. I understand that you lost guys to the first round to the NFL draft. You have a lot of talent coming in 
Um, as far as true freshmen, it's hard to rely on true freshmen. But if you truly believe that the secondary needs that help immediately, they have no choice to get those young guys ready to play right now. We've reported this a couple times this week on Buck Nuts, but for those that have missed it, we are hearing from multiple sources that Ryan Day is going to hire a consultant slash analyst, um, and it's going to be someone that's a veteran defensive coach. We're hearing someone that has head coaching experience, defensive coordinator experience. I do not have a specific name, and I'm not just saying I can't tell you um, because you know, out of confidence, out of protecting a source, I don't have a specific name. I just have a profile of what, um, and I don't even know, and. One of our other staff members has heard this from a, a, a different source. I have a source telling me about this. My source told me even Ryan Day might not know exactly who it is yet, um, but he has his profile. That's that's what he's going to look for. And I asked him on our Zoom call on Wednesday, Jay Book, about his philosophy on that. And he gave a very interesting answer. He says he basically said um, he's changed his philosophy a little bit on that. While he's not going to be, and he didn't say the, this part, while he's not going to be like a Nick Saban where he's got like 12 analysts on his staff, Um it sounds like he now realizes the value of that. It sounds like he's going to bring in somebody to kind of help things out behind the scenes. I love that. I can't wait to hear who it is. Of course, people on Bucknuts are like, is it Mark D'Antonio? I, I doubt it's somebody that good. Now, if it's Mark D'Antonio, I'm going to throw a party, by the way, if he comes on as an analyst. Are you kidding me? I don't think it's going to be somebody like with those type of chops. But um, I'm excited about this news. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who Ryan Day brings on as an analyst. Yeah, when 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 you guys put the description out there, his name was the one that actually popped in my mind uh, first. And I, and I agree with you. If it is him, then, hey, let's throw a party because that's a major get. I mean, Alabama, they are running a clinic on analysts. Coaches that are fired, they go to that Nick Saban Rehab Center, and they are analysts. I mean, you look at uh, former defensive coordinators, guys who are begging to get back in the game, are turning down, you know, smaller jobs to become assistant coaches just to be analysts on Ohio, on uh, Alabama staff. And I think if if Alabama is doing that and is all fair and legal, I think Ryan Day has an obligation to the program to adapt to what is happening in college football. I understand he has his set ways and his philosophy, but the team that we're chasing is Alabama, and if they are bringing in uh, you know, guys with tremendous experience, tremendous knowledge of, of the game, and they're putting them in a role where they're going to be helping breaking down film, helping getting the game plans together. And you're playing, you're paying those guys peanuts on the dollars just because, you know, they love the game of football and they may not, they may be at the end of their tenure as far as being a coach, but they still want to be around the game of football. I'm all for that. And if it's not going to be a, a D'Antonio, I would not be surprised if it's potentially a former NFL coach because the, the, the caveat with the former head coaching experience, that right there really, uh, you know, puts you in the mind frame that it either has to be someone who's retired from college football who was a former head coach that wants to start getting his feet wet back into the game because he misses it or it's a former NFL head coach who's who's out of the game that's potentially looking to just kind of be around football, younger guys, and getting his feet wet again. For the listeners that are out there wondering, what the heck are you talking about, Biddle? 
wouldn't D'Antonio be perfect for this? Yeah, if he wants back in coaching. That's what Jay Book is saying. Like, if, if this was like a reclamation project, you know, not that he needs to really uh, rehab his image like all that much. I know he didn't necessarily go out, go out on the greatest terms at Michigan State. There were things, some things behind the scenes maybe that lead people to believe he was pushed out, but it was still nothing scandalous. Um, here's my thing on that. Yeah, if he wanted to get back in coaching, that would make a lot of sense to me. I, I and I, again, this is just my educated guess. I don't have a, an inside source on this. I'm thinking Mark D'Antonio is very happily retired right now. That's my guess. If he's not, it would be perfect for him to come back to Ohio State. But I just want to throw that out there for the listeners that are wondering, why are you, why are you saying Mark D'Antonio is like this pie-in-the-sky dream? Well, because I think he's retired, and I don't think he wants to deal with it anymore. Um, but if not, that would be perfect. So, Dino, if you're listening, come on back to Columbus. We could use you. All right, let's get on. Hey, hey, go hey, ahead. Dave, go I ahead. Tell, I, tell, I tell you this. What would you think the fan base would do if Jim Trestle was the guy? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring him in just for the punt, man. Just for the punt. Hey, hey Jim Trestle misses the game, and he wants to come in and, and help out a little bit as, a, as an analyst just because of his love of the program. How how big of a uh, celebration would that be for the for the Ohio State fan base? Just imagine it. <laughs> even on defense, that's right. I mean, his his whole background is offense. Even going back to his playing days, he was a quarterback. Right. If you know the game, you know the game. If you can coach, you can coach. Having Trestle as a as a defensive analyst, oh my gosh, we'd have to, we'd have to throw Mardi Gras at that point. All right, let's uh, finish the show talking about the running backs. Crowded house, to say the least, here. Um, and they're all here, including the two early enrollees. Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor are already here working out with the team. They're joining Master Teague, Mayan Williams, Marcus Crowley, Steel Chambers, six scholarship running backs. And we're actually going to have spring ball this year, we think. Um, and Brian Day said you know, it's going to start probably mid-March. There's no spring break this year. They're probably going to go four straight weeks, boom, hopefully have a spring game. All right, break all this down for me. A lot to unpack here. Uh, what do you think of the battle right now? Uh, it's great that, that all these guys are already on campus. Who do you think is going to ultimately win the job? Might it be running back by committee? What do you think, Jay Book? Yeah, I just thinking about this, you know, leading up to this call, and I couldn't, ima- I can't imagine a, a previous time within Ohio State football history that you had six scholarship running backs in one room at the same time. Usually there's some form of attrition, um, guys going to the NFL or transferring out. But here we are. It's going to be a lot of splitting of carries right now because you have the highly regarded two incoming freshmen and Evan Pryor and, and Henderson. And a lot of people believe that Henderson is the next version of a Reggie Bush type of running back. And if that's the case, then he needs to see the field as a freshman because that is what you talk about home run hitting talent. Um, but the guy that I just really love his style of play is Mayan Williams. I think Mayan still needs to get in a little bit better game shape, but he he shows so much promise running the football. He's, he's not afraid to get in there and run someone over. He showed an uncanny ability to make people miss. And the thing that really popped to me is he showed that jump cut. That can't be taught especially for a guy his age, that's just natural instinct to say, hey, I have the eyes and the feet and the ability to make people miss. And I I think he's going to really compete with those younger guys. He know coming in that those guys are going to be knocking at the door. Uh, And then you have Master T. What 
you know, a lot, we know what we have at Master T. He's just a back who's going to keep his head down. He's a great locker room guy. He's a veteran. If this was 1995, 1998, Master T is probably a fullback in, in the game. So we're asking him to play a little bit of uh, power football in the spread scheme. He, he can he can be uh, serviceable, make no doubt about it, but he also leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to the home run hitting plays and, and making people miss. And then you have Marcus Crowley. We don't know what we have in Marcus Crowley. We saw him in the national championship game, but for the most part, he's been injured his entire career at Ohio State. He, he was a former Gatorade uh, Florida player of the year. So to me, how – is your game taking a step back because of the injuries? And if so, where does that leave you as far as your mind frame mentally? And, and still Chambers is another guy. He showed potential, but he also has ball securing problems. He fumbles the rock. They gave him opportunities this year to see if he can get going, but he fumbled the rock and he ended up being passed up by Mayan Williams. In today's in today's age, um, Dave, I have to be honest with you. What you see is so many kids entering the transfer portal. Right now, you have 1,600 kids who have entered the portal. That's a significant amount of college football players trying to find uh, another home. And I think it's going – they're going to give all of these guys ample opportunity in spring practice to really set the depth chart heading into the fall. So if you're starting to see a guy who's not getting very much opportunity, I would not be shocked if you see one or two guys putting their name in a transfer portal because it's going to be very hard to sustain six running backs on the roster if they're not getting any playing time right now because there's only only so many reps that a running back's going to get in a live game, and then there's going to be only so many reps those guys can get on special teams. And real quick, you mentioned this already. I'm really excited about Travion Henderson. I'm not taking anything away from any of the other guys because I, I love Mayan Williams too. Like that, that run in the Clemson game, oh my goodness. Um, and I know small sample size, but that he has – Mayan Williams has all the makings of diamond in the rough that everybody's like, how is he a three-star? Um, he was headed to Iowa State. Matt Campbell can recruit some running backs now. That was a nice job by Ohio State to get – Mayan Williams, but man, I'm excited about Travion Henderson. I'm excited about Evan Pryor and all. I like I like the whole group, but Travion Henderson is the one I'm super excited about. We've seen it time and time again in college football. That's the one position, or one of the positions where a true freshman can come in and not just have a big impact, but to start from day one and be a stud. We've seen it here at Ohio State with J.K. Dobbins. We saw it back with Maurice Claret. Beanie Wells didn't start as a true freshman, but he played a big role. Antonio Pittman and him are a great one-two punch. My point is, especially with him getting here early, um, that is a position where a true freshman can not only have a big impact, but can start from day one. And I am really excited about Travion Henderson, J-Book. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because he missed out on his senior year. So the fact that he was able to get on campus and participate in spring ball is huge for his development. Uh, with the state of Virginia shutting down high school football due to COVID, he, he's missed a lot of reps. But the good news is he's coming in with fresh legs. The game is going to be extremely fast for him. Uh, coming from, a, you know, the last time he played was a junior in high school to now. So it's going to take him a while throughout spring ball to really get up to speed. But once he once he learns the nuances of playing college football, getting up to speed, learning how to be uh, adequate blitz uh, pickup, 
how to pick up the blocks for your quarterback. I think he will be a home run hitter for this offense. I, I'm just excited to see what he does. Hopefully you guys are able to get a sneak peek into spring practice so you guys can report back on, on how he looks. Because I just think that if you're to believe what a lot of analysts who, 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 does, who makes her living off recruiting believe that he is a Reggie Bush type of talent, then that right there tells you that Ohio State is in for something special here. You had me at Reggie Bush type talent. Uh, I just, uh, the excitement continues to go through the roof. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in to the show. We appreciate it very much. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. (laughs) 